0: show listen live every saturday morning from 8 on absolute radio
1: this is frank skinner on absolute radio with emily dean and steve hall good morning steve empty hall as we call him in <laughs> <then, isn't laughs> steve I, hall incarnate yes and you can uh, text the show on 81215 that's 81215 or you can follow the show on Twitter at Frank on the Radio, or email us through the Absolute
2: website if you're a traditionalist. We've already had a tweet from Tupac. Tupac,
1: yeah, good to ha- have him back.
2: Yeah, yeah, he's doing okay. He did do a gig, didn't he? Not that long
1: ago, as a hologram. A hol- a hologram yeah. oh, I
2: don't like those. Um, no. Tupac said,
1: <laughs> Steve Hall again. It'd be a good thing to put in Room 101. <laughs> Dead rapper holograms. <laughs> <laughs> Clips might be a bit tricky, but carry on. Steve
2: Hall said, um, I mean, Tupac says, Steve Hall again. He's becoming like the proverbial lampshade, a fixture.
1: Yes, splendid. Well, well the cockerel is nearly back from holiday. Well, the cockerel, um, he...
2: Where is that He went cockerel? on two
1: two-week holidays back to back. <laughs>
2: It's like Sarah Ferguson in the (laughs) 90s. Yeah,
1: you know, when someone has to... They they realise they haven't used up their holidays (laughs) to have them all in one go. I don't know if it works, though. Yeah, but he, uh,
2: he likes to get a lot of bang for his buck.
1: Look, here's a postcard. <laughs> um, I, I think it's a rude joke in French. I'm not going to read out the Did actual. you get a postcard from Cockerel? It's to all of us. It says, oh. Dear Radio Cohorts, having a lovely French holiday. Oh. Here is a postcard which I believe is an example of saucy French humour. Much love the Cockerel. Oh. And uh, it's got a picture of uh, a dog, or uh, well, two dogs, dressed as a man and a lady. A lassie dog, as we used Good. to call <laughs> them, as a, as a lady. And then a boxer dog in a beret. Oh, sounds good. And uh, gross. I, as I say, I will read out the front in case it's something about. Um...
2: Well, I'm going to read it. P- please pass hmm. it to me for later. I'll be able to pass it. Thank
1: you. Okay. okay.
0: So, that's, well, that's, nice. so that's nice
1: to hear from the cockerel. He's alive. Uh, don't think for a second that he isn't alive. If you think we are hoshing it up like when Tito <laughs> went, that <laughs> um, uh, is not true. Tito, by the way, was our um, Italian former uh, <laughs> sidekick. Who. Um, <laughs> who died in the uh, Pampas Bull Run, whatever it's called, I think.
2: No, he didn't. <laughs> anyway. Frank, <laughs> what about the Beckett Festival?
1: Oh, yes, I went... I mean, that's <laughs>
2: quite an opener on Absolute Radio. <laughs> yeah. It is. There isn't <laughs> enough
1: uh, Beckett on commercial radio. I've seen it. Oh, yes, I went to the Samuel Beckett Festival. In case you're not familiar with his work, he's a, an Irish playwright. I did Waiting for Godot. He did? I've heard of that. And he's... Um, you know, he's well, I like it. It was quite hard work. He's, he's, av- he's avant-garde. He's a bit avant-garde. But, you know, it was good. It was good that Absolute had a representative there. (laughs) um, Scott Scott Mills was doing crap last time. (laughs) um, No, he wasn't, (laughs) really. Um, So, yeah, so I went out there. I I had two jobs. I had to read a a Samuel Beckett short story at his former school. Mm. um, That's that's intimidating. At 10.30 in the morning. (laughs) Uh, I, I, when I got there's three plaques on the um, outside there's Samuel Beckett Oscar Wilde oh and um,
2: who's it Jiminy,
1: Jiminy Cricket Henry Francis Light I think you, know, you Henry is, Kelly Henry Francis Light wrote Abide With Me you know oh, the, oh yeah, so yeah. He was the Henry Francis Light there was a Henry Francis It was a much better <laughs> man but this was the diet version who actually wrote the song but yeah, he wrote "Abide with Me," so that's a pretty mm. good call. But uh, so yeah, so I read that out, lovely. At his former school, at his that's, former that's, school, you'd feel the old his old teachers, the ghosts of his old teachers, kind of looking down on you. I didn't, I didn't think that. No, that's a bit, uh, that's a bit Derek Akora thing to <laughs> say. <laughs> I didn't even think that for a second. Mm. Um, and but it's it, it's in Enniskillen is where we went. And oh th- yes, I you know Enniskillen. Yeah. Yes. And, and I thought, well, it's quite a big town, Enniskellion, but it's got that, in Ireland, big towns feel like villages. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. As we were driving in, we were still about 30 miles from Enniskellion, the driver said, <laughs> oh, there's uh, Paddy Gill and the greengrocer up front. <laughs> I said, he said, oh, I don't recognise his car. <laughs> and I thought that wouldn't happen in London, <laughs> would it? No. So I liked all that, and it was, well, it was, Is that not where they had the summit? Yeah, uh, I stayed at the hotel where oh, the, the GA. Wow, it's like a golf. Yeah, there was a Nick Faldo suite.
2: There was not there was. <laughs> oh, you see, I don't Pr- think Pringle that's...
1: upholstery. Well, this is, that's...
2: I don't think that's appropriate for the Beckett Convention.
1: Yeah. No, I know, but it was. It it's was... a bit
2: cigar smoke. It's my a bit management, tarby. My
1: management obviously insisted I didn't stay at the normal. I told everyone else I had to get, <laughs> I had to get a much. If you place? swim in the lake, because that's where Putin swam in the lake. Is it? They, that Putin and Obama's uh, exercise regimes weren't allowed to clash. I went on the Putin green. <laughs> <laughs> if that counts. First joke out the way, I think we can all relax.
0: <laughs> absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio.
1: I was at the Beckett Festival, as yeah. I was saying, and um, in the hotel. They were telling me, everyone wants to talk about the G8, when the G8 was there. Oh. And uh, they said that they... Um, They had an x-ray machine x-raying potatoes and tomatoes on the way in. Did they? Amongst other things, in case anyone put anything dangerous inside.
2: Oh. Concealed in a spud.
1: Yeah. That's amazing. You could, though, couldn't you? You could put a a bomb in a potato. Let's try (laughs) it. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> no that's not well, it was, was it not any where when it, certainly when it was the G8 summit they had to put loads of fake shop fronts because so many businesses have closed well they're still there
2: I believe they're, they're comple- called Potemkin and you should know that is that right they yeah.
1: completely fooled me because there's like a vibrant cafe on the other side of the road and <laughs> it's just a poster on a, on a, <laughs> on a window But I totally fell for it. It looks better than your average high street. I don't know why people don't do it when, when normally when shops close. Maybe when people die, put big, alive people stock on them. It's the one industry that's booming, is the fake shop front. I always think of ours. You know when people used to have these... You read about these businessmen who's got into a business at the right time and made a lot of money. I'm thinking currently the place to put money is tattoo removal. Because so, in about Frank. ten years' time, they're going to be queuing up, isn't it? Yeah. Once, once the stretch marks have <laughs> taken the edge off those, um, just those wait, flowers. Just waiting for the Cheryl Cole bubble to burst. You well, should go into Dragon's
2: Den with that. Imagine Frank and Dragon's Den. Oh, <laughs> I'd love
1: it. Well, it, um, the Cheryl Cole, uh, I don't know if you saw that, the fabulous uh, rose bottom. Yes, I quite liked it. Massive rose thing. I remember thinking, and, and, uh, my first thought was, I imagined that Cheryl Cole would wear nicer pants than that. <laughs> They were really off the market. Eight <laughs> pairs for a fiver, kind of. Yeah. pants. It's a nice thing because watching, what, um, I think it's fairly unpleasantly uh, that, that particular that type that area is often referred to as the tramp stamp. Yes. But uh, in German, the word tra- uh, the word they use for that it translates literally as bum antlers.
0: <laughs> is that really? correct?
1: Yeah. That's uh, that's that's so much nicer, but harder <laughs> for sitting down. Yeah. <laughs> So I was at the hotel. Can I tell you, two? one thing I particularly liked about the hotel is I thought that they'd, they'd put out cigars for me in the room. There was a very, very ornate box. Oh. And it looked—it was leather, but it was like inlaid leather. And I thought, oh, smashing chocolates maybe cigars lovely I owned it it was the TV remote box <laughs> <laughs> that must have been for the G8 hadn't it Barack doesn't, like doesn't want a naked remote he <laughs> wants it in a, in a presentation <laughs> they often say it's the most infected bit of a hotel room because the cleaners don't often clean I have you stayed in
2: some of the hotels I've stayed the, in uh,
1: yes yeah, the cleaners don't dust the remote control no, so the one the one thing you should really uh, mm. look out for is your remote in a hotel Well how do you cope with that And just take gloves take remote gloves <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> I've got special pair Frank, of r- remote gloves. That's
2: another company you can set <laughs> up. That's it, that's it, remote
1: rubber gloves that you yeah. take. Um, remote rubber gloves sounds a bit r- weird. R- it, limited. Yeah. No, limited? Th- well, I had a friend who worked in a hotel and she said that they used to wipe round the inside of the kettle with the towels um, wow. when they dried the kettle out. So the, the, with the towels out you know, that had been left. Oh. So you're drinking the, the, the previous person's um, spores. <laughs> I don't mind a bit of previous guest spore. <laughs> but anyway, uh, i tell you what I like about hotels though. They're so sort of pompous. If you, yeah. if you stay in a sli- I mean, even slightly nice hotel, you get hotel TV. So one of the channels is a little video about the hotel. I love the video. <laughs> I'm going to collect them, I think, into, a, into a, one big DVD. I like the
2: music for it as well, Frank. Yeah.
1: And also the idea that a close up of a glass of red wine on the table <laughs> means sophistication. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, I, what I always do if I stay at a hotel. Which I never do at home is I mix cereals. So do you? I have, uh, I'll get me a cereal bars, cornflakes. Do you
2: get room service? You'll strike me as more man of the people. No, I the get out. Downs, I knew you would. I like to
1: see who's staying there. <laughs> oh, <my laughs> people <God>. watching, yeah. <laughs> I, I like to do that. And also, I like to do the hobob of people saying that's Frank Skinner. That's one of the great highlights of my life. But um, so I had, I'll have a bit of uh, muesli and. Mm. Uh, uh, Cocoa pops, uh, and, all together. Uh, yeah, all in the same bowl. Curious bedfellows. It's brilliant. Uh, um, and I always I had to top it off with a, with a cornflake. Well, eight a cornflake, therefore, <laughs> a cereal cocktail. But yeah. the the man next to me um had. There was some uh, discussion about this. He had six sugars in his tea. No. Now that is an all time record for me. My mum used to put two sugars in every tea that came to the house. Yeah. And she'd ask them then, if, she said, if you don't have sugar, don't stir it. <laughs> that was her method. That you had to put them in. But I'd like, if there's any uh, of our readers who have more than six, I'd like to hear from them why they've still got the teeth <laughs> to speak.
0: Absolute, absolute, Absolute Radio. Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio.
1: Now, Frank, we've had a very strong response. To your question about uh, sugars in tea, mm. the, uh, see, I, I've sort of feared that people don't really have sugar in tea anymore. But um, is that? contrary contraire, that true? my friend! Absolutely, there's a str- Well, because first of all, you raised it because you, you'd seen a gentleman putting six sugars in his. But tea. it caused quite a stir in the in the <laughs> breakfast oh, room. Oh, lovely quite material! A stir. <laughs> at the, um, I got told off for calling it uh, hotel at the resort <laughs> I was staying, the, <laughs> golf, the golf resort. Very uh, tal-
2: it sounds very Tarby, the result. Yeah, but there
1: was, a, like, his his wife was saying, um, oh, you haven't seen how many sugars he yeah. has yet, to the White twist You know, she was setting it up wow. for, her, for spectator, uh, spectator, spectator. thinking. Well, Jim Mullen
2: says, he tweeted us, when I worked in Tooting Market, um, yeah, I worked there too, a man <laughs> I knew cut down from eight to seven sugars. What is the point? <laughs>
1: That's the day he thought, you know, I'm, I'm over. That's like when I went from uh, sherry for breakfast and then went to perno for breakfast and thought <laughs> this is getting out of hand. Having <laughs> I mean, with sherry, I thought that's fine.
0: It's nutritional.
1: <laughs> uh, Amanda has texted to say, "Morning, Frank. in answer to your question. Uh, uh, interestingly, tooth decay is caused by frequency of sugar, not quantity. So it makes no difference if you have one or six spoons of sugar in your tea, as is far as your right? teeth are concerned. Really." Well, that's so, uh, open up a whole new... The work. floodgate the, t- the sugar floodgates are open. I went to a uh, hospital um, once with um, with a sort of A&E type of thing, and I was actually given, like like in Emmerdale, when there's a, a plane <laughs> crashes or something, <laughs> I was actually given some hot, sweet tea. Fantastic. Yeah, I didn't think that really happened. In the age of, you know, this is the 21st yeah. century, you go to a major London hospital <laughs> and they give you hot, sweet tea. I think I ordinarily regard sugar in tea is that's strictly for hangovers. That's okay. the only Does time. Does it work for hangovers? I, there'll so be a the lot of people listening thing. to this who would really like an <laughs> answer to that. I find yeah. that's the one time hangovers and shock. Well,
2: Rob uh, the, says. The tea, you know, Rob says I offered a homeless guy a coffee from a public coffee house. He wanted eight sugars. I couldn't hide my shock. He said he'd have nine or ten sugars in a um, famous fast food chain coffee because they're stronger.
1: But that's a man who, who doesn't often get the chance for sugar, and he's, he's basically <laughs> filling his boots, isn't he? Yeah, a homeless man on uh, New Street Station once said to me, "Can I have a bite of your burger?" Did he? What oh, did you say? That's a tricky situation. Well, I was quite pleased with my response. I I paused for a moment, mm. uh, probably with a slight shadow of horror across my face, <laughs> yeah. and then I broke him a bit off. Oh, and well, it sure. to oh. worked a treat. Uh, Ga- like the
2: loaves and fishes.
1: Yeah. yeah, Who and that man is now a hairy biker. <laughs> <laughs> if you help people, you know, lower down the ladder, aren't they come cool? Gavin York says, uh, "My brother uses sugar instead of salt on all of his savoury meals, but thinks that making a cup of tea sweeter is ridiculous." Huh. Oh. Good use of the word ridiculous. <laughs> the <Yeah>. <laughs> I often do think, though, that we don't, we don't mix and match the sweet and savoury enough. you think so? You know when um, when Matt Smith first um, generates... Oh, there we go. Oh, and he wants the custard and the he, fish fingers. Yeah, fish Is fingers that, and custard. Why was that? I think fish fingers and custard. I've never tried it, but I was thinking when they have the 50th anniversary <laughs> special, I might watch it with um, fish fingers <laughs> oh. and custard. I reckon it might work. It doesn't say, it sounds quite nice I like the textures I tried tomatoes and custard on a TV show once At a a suggestion of I think Victoria Corrin And we both thought it would be horrible It was actually rather fine Mm, So I'm I'm, I'm going to encourage our readers To broaden out a bit And mix the savoury and the sweet What do you think about that? Go for it. That's like the rough and the New recipes. Light and dark.
2: Frank, Paul has asked, could you tell Frank that Nick Faldo designed the golf course that he stayed at? Oh, well, I knew that. Oh, okay, All
1: right. I knew that. that. I don't see why you should get a suite. (laughs) (laughs) But no, I didn't didn't know that. Don't get me wrong. It's a lovely golf course. There's flags and holes and sandy bits. Everything (laughs) you could want for it. Fun 18 holes.
0: You're listening to Frank Skinner's podcast from Absolute Radio.
2: Frank, we've had uh, correspondence from a boffin. This is oh. Phil in Essex. I
1: like our boffin texts. So because why? I'm not. I don't know much about science. so I find it highly informative. Do you know much about history? <laughs> I know a little bit about biology.
2: Oh. <laughs> uh, well, this is boffin 583. Hmm? He says, I was under the impression... I think all
1: Boffin should be numbered. <laughs> Just call boffin 178 and stuff.
2: Boffin583, I was under the impression that hot tea can only hold a finite amount of sugar in suspension. After about three spoons, the solution... Oh, great use of solution, Five eight three. Yes, yes, yes. The solution is saturated, and any more simply sits at the bottom. Is that
1: right? That would He's make not sense. stirring <laughs> enough. Wow. That would make sense, because
2: Something no one's ever said to me.
1: <laughs> oh. <laughs> <laughs> Adam White has tweeted to say, I can't remember exactly how many, but I remember my grandpa's teaspoon standing up by itself which may prove our boffin's his theory. U- Uri Geller, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> that can't... Well, I, But that sort of suggests it does sit on the bottom, doesn't it? As a sort of spoon. Anchor. I think um, um, boffin 141, one, whatever his is. Normal, 583. 583 is um, su- suggesting that um, it'll stop dissolving.
2: Exactly. I don't know.
1: I was hoping he was going to refer to um, the passage of a solution into a... Uh, less soluble solution through a semi-permeable membrane
2: oh i love it when you say that it's one of the few things i remember from school
1: that and uh paul farrell that thing with mr ellis that time (laughs) (laughs) maybe not for here carry on
2: paul farrell says the opposite of sweet is sour not savory I
1: know what you mean. I know what you mean, Fazza.
0: I'm sure they called
1: you at school. But um, I think that that is probably true, vocabulary-wise. But um, I think in food, yeah, in foodstuffs, I think the general um, separation is between see- sweet and savoury. I
2: think you might because be sour
1: right, sour is such a small group. What have you got? You've Goos got arabo's, gooseberries, and fastics Yeah. I mean, it's, a, it's such a, a tiny little subsection. Lemons. Whereas savoury, you yeah. know, you've got uh, you three got got, straws.
2: You've got, <laughs> <laughs> you got marmite.
1: Yeah, you got marmite. <laughs> Loads of savoury. So, I, t- I mean, I thank, I thank you because I'm always interested in. I was thinking of having a reg- regular section on this show about. Um, st- with a jingle that goes, uh, "Grammar, we love you." <laughs> Grammar, we. Do, when we talk about like complicated um, things from language <laughs> and uh, prono- we've done pronunciation before, yeah, but it's again not enough of it. Mm-hmm. Um,
2: well, okay. you just said pronunciation, and you pronounced it correctly, yeah. Because we actually had an email about this. Oh well, well, let's come back to that because
1: I have to do the 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 flip side of uh, discussing grammar is playing adverts. (laughs) That's what that's the rough and the smooth on this show. It's like the major auditorium um, making enough money for that little experimental studio theatre back uh, (laughs) the back of the building.
0: Frank Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio. Absolute Radio.
2: Hi producer was just whistling during that song that's a bit weird isn't it like a builder
1: you know what they say a whistling woman and a crowing hen is neither good to beast nor man oh, oh. yeah i like to hear women whistle personally okay so uh, <laughs> I, th- I think we'll put the grammar the grammar shout out a bit mm. later in the show otherwise it, it might get a bit heavy i don't want it to go all qi Otherwise, I'll start hating myself.
2: (laughs) 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 I I won't even begin to tell you how I'll feel. 178, actually, has texted us Amanda, who's a dental nurse.
1: Amanda...
2: She's um, a medical boffin. Oh, yes. She says, it's true, I'm a dental nurse. I spend a lot of time trying to explain it to patients. When she says it's true, she's referring to the point Steve was making about sugar earlier. Okay,
1: she's not trying to explain the fact that she's a dental nurse. (laughs) They're they're going, who are you? (laughs) (laughs) I've always thought I'd change my name by deed poll to floss if I was a dental nurse. Oh, lovely. But that's a different point. (laughs) Okay, so. so
2: next time you're eating a packet of sweets, eat them all in one go rather than grazing on them. It's much better for your teeth.
1: That's the kind of advice I want from the medical <laughs> <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> Often, it, it's all... Sounds, there's no fun. But that sounds great. I'm loving Amanda's... Um, we would had a tweet. Uh, someone said, I would recommend at least 20 sugars in a cup of tea uh, regards the chairman of Tate and Lyle. <laughs> That's the other side of the equation. <laughs> to be uh, fair, they put a lot of money back into the arts. Tate and Lyle. Do they? Yeah, well, Mr Tate was the man oh, who started I see, the Tate yes, Gallery. Yes. Yeah, you looked at me as if I'd said something terrible.
2: <laughs> your bit, your relationship I, I, I was, felt under a lot of strain yeah. in that last. Well, you, it was
1: just you, your face was so inscrutable. I was trying to work out whether there it was a link to a. a yeah, gag. Well, I'm playing. I'm uh, I'm off to the theatre after. I'm playing um, Fu Manchu. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm just getting into character. Did you not wonder, wonder about the long drooping moustache <laughs> and, the, and, the, and the flared sleeve? You looked a bit like Peter Eustonoff. I love a flared sleeve.
2: Oh, I love a flared sleeve. Oh,
1: I'm, rarely do I go home in a flared sleeve coat without two or three CDs in there <laughs> from FOP.
2: You've got to be careful when you're cooking with a flared sleeve, though, Frank. You go up like Tinder if you're near the open hob.
1: I tell you what I do. I, I tend to keep um, I keep balsamic in one sleeve <laughs> and olive oil in the other, and I just um, I just do a bit the birdie song and. Uh, you've got a lovely salad yeah it's the perfect way to treat a homeless person begging for a burger and if you've just got something up your sleeve that'd be that'd be lovely Mm. the perfect way to treat a homeless person (laughs) would be a lovely book by steve hall (laughs) lovely cookbook i'd buy that
2: never mind that what about miley
1: oh Oh. (laughs) poor poor miley
2: what are we gonna do about miley frank it was all. You know, I've said it? this
1: before about Rihanna. Look, they lose a bit of faith in their material. <laughs> <laughs> and she didn't no have thing, much
2: material to lose. faith Then they no think
1: I'm going to have to. I mean, she I was know. just right, basically in a bra and pants.
2: We should say so. It was Miley Cyrus, in case anyone didn't see this. At, is it the VMAs producer?
1: Yes, the VMAs. That's what proper
2: shows go producer Daisy. They call it. Well, it used for the
1: MTV Awards, didn't he? Yeah. What, and that's what VMA. does VMA stand for? Uh, Video Music Awards. <sighs>
2: Thank you, steve Pedia. <laughs>
1: So Not such nonsense.
2: Miley, daughter of Billy Ray, um, I love Billy Ray, <laughs> she, um, she got up on stage with Robin Thicke and she twerked. But the bikini slash underwear... It wasn't
1: a bikini, yeah. was I it? i
2: tell you what it was made of. That bedwetter sheet fabric. It yeah. was.
1: <laughs> it was exactly what that. What a strange choice. Like, if I'd have known you could have got pants made out of that, <laughs> <laughs> the 80s would have been a much happier time for me. That girl on Big Brother. Yes, exactly. Better. And Tony Adams. Well, it, it was like she'd turned up uh, to the thing that had left her kit at home, mm. and her old mm. PE teacher had said, right, you've got to do it in your grundies. Yeah, exactly. In your grundies.
2: <laughs> <laughs> in your Reggies. oh marvellous. <laughs> um... I didn't like it. No. I didn't like the foam I mean, finger. That made me feel but, ill. Th-
1: no, no, that was that's that, a complete... Yeah, a that's complete. an idea. The man who invented the foam <laughs> yeah, finger. Yeah, did you see yeah. that interview? Said he felt that the foam finger had been misrepresented, yeah. by that <laughs> which, which makes me think that he's never been out in public. If that's the first time he's seen his product abused in that way. No, but he's right. I mean, it, it was. I always associate the foam finger with gladiators. Yeah. <laughs> so do I. Which I was largely a celebration of keep fit. Yeah, <laughs> I, I don't want to see it involved with. If she'd have just shouted a whooger, she could have made it all better. And she's such a lovely looking woman. I, know. I don't know. What, I don't know if it's my old days. There was a time I'd have been only too happy to see a woman like that in uh, in, in bedwetting uh, underwear. <laughs> but now I just think, oh, somebody put a coat round her. How do I? I what think about
2: the phone finger man said she degraded the phone finger I, yeah. I
1: think she's right And um, the foam finger is, is highly respected in society. <laughs> no she went too far I thought to myself y- you-, you cannot be Cyrus Oh <laughs> lovely uh, We've got a text uh, from 437 Frank Who says Miley is Billy Ray's daughter Idiotic eureka moment Thanks Frank I feel such a moron well, yeah, I thought everyone knew that. In case you don't know, from the, from our yeah. past idiotic Eureka moments, is when you're very, very slow to get something. But yeah, he's the daddy. He guess knew. what?
2: Guess what? Billy Ray said. Billy Ray.
1: What did, did he you, say? He
2: well, he commented. Obviously, he supported Miley. <laughs> he said, "It's working. Had it been invented, and I'd have had a foam finger. I would have done the same thing you
1: done. He's, oh, it wouldn't have worked with achy, breaky heart.
2: <laughs> I. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: don't like the. I mean, the crotch grabbing." Oh, I, I hate say, no. so it's, um, it's a bit much. No. The only time I ever do crunch grabbing is if I'm. <laughs> what? Uh, you know, if, if it's i It's never, I hope. If I'm using a hairdryer on a hot day, you know, to, <laughs> just to cool off, I will. Ah. Um, but well, that I, combined I, I mean, with I'm the twerking. On a young woman, it looks very common. Combined with the twerking, <laughs> it looks like she's mocking a grandma awaiting a hip replacement. I hadn't thought do of that. Do you think the
2: twerking as a dance move is uh, sexy, Frank? Do you find it
1: sexy? Can't believe I've used that word in a. Yeah, I don't really find anything sexy (laughs) anymore. Um, (laughs) I think I am. I had um, something I want to talk to you a bit later about. Is I had a bit of a a dilemma the other day. I saw something a bit a bit rude, and whether to do anything about it or not. (laughs) I mean, I can talk about it on the radio, but it, it was it was anxious making for me. I just wish I I think that Miley would look nice. In um, a nice pair of jeans, smart jeans. Agreed. And um, one of those, you know, thick knit cardigans. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe next time.
0: This is Frank Skinner, Absolute
1: Radio. This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Steve Haw. Why don't you text us on eight twelve fifteen? You're interesting. Or you can follow us on uh, Twitter at Frank on the Radio yeah. or email us through the Absolute website. Mm. We've got a page. Now, Frank, you tantalised us before the news with... Uh... Yeah, no, this is tr- it's tricky. Yeah, it's on. really tricky. We were talking about twerking uh, yeah. before the break in case you've, you're the sort of person that thinks I will not listen to radio before 9 o'clock. Um, <laughs> or if you listen on the digital, 10 o'clock. It's <laughs> one for the editor downstairs. Yeah. Um, and I, we were talking about twerking and all that that entails, all the all, all, all etc. Yeah, and 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 also the air of desperation. Yeah. In fact, I fact, what it reminded me a bit of when um, me and Greg Davis snogged on Let's Dance for <laughs> comedy. Really, when you're so desperate, you think let's just do something physical. Yeah. And people mm-hmm. will laugh. I've, I've done that with, with Greg as well. It's a regular. A regular thing, yeah. Just, you just have to. He gets it.
2: about. But anyway,
1: <laughs> uh, I was walking down the high street when I, heard, when I was walk, um I won't say which road in case the woman identifies herself. But I was walking down there, and there's people going to work hither and thither. It was that time of the morning. Mm. It's uh, uh, central London,
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> and as a woman uh, steps out and walking ahead of me, and her. I should say to start off with, she was like a the sort of respectable woman who might be management in the office. She looked very.
2: I know the sensible. type well. Yeah,
1: Very sensible. F- file pack. <laughs> uh, maybe I hopefully uh, maybe even a scion organizer. <laughs> <laughs> but she looked very, uh, you know, uh, someone who's who'd done well in the world. Her skirt oh, was complete, um, virtually completely see-through. Right. And uh, to the point. Maxi or mini. Well, it was sort of it was sort of midi. It was at the knee, but it was it just see through, and you could see I could see the label on her thong. Oh, crikey! God. And there was I could see a few workmen nodding each other and that sort of thing as she went past. Because it was uh, I, I think when she looked in the mirror at the front of the dress, it sort mm. of folded at the front. She wouldn't have known. So she was unaware that she. was... So she was unaware that she was completely. Um, Exposed. And I thought she was par- parading all manner of grot. Do you remember yeah. when I um, when I saw that woman at the airport um, t- trying to close a suitcase, and I didn't go over because I thought she was too attractive to help, I do. that she'd misinterpret. My I do intent. remember
2: your version of events. Well, this was a ca-
1: <laughs> this was a case of I just thought. Can I honestly go to this woman and say, look, excuse me, this is none of my business, but do you know that that skirt's like completely see through at the back?
2: Please tell me you didn't do that. No, well, please I, please no but I didn't tell do me. it.
1: But don't you think that if I'd have been a better man, I would have done it? I would have put my embarrassment to one side.
2: It can't come from a man, that kind of information. It has to come from a lady. Does it? But guess what? We're not going to intervene we yeah. quite like
1: it. <laughs> and, well, also, and also it wouldn't have just been I mean, you were in that position where she, where it would have to be it wouldn't just be a man came up to me in the street and told me it no. would be Frank Skinner approached me in the street yes. the other day you can't do it Frank fresh but. from the Samuel Beckett festival well my doubt my doubt was that she might have, have thought no I think I'll get the old bum out today at work it might have been deliberate that'll show that, M- that, that, that I going to say sales. maybe she'd seen Miley on the VMAs yeah. and thought finally this is the one time I can wear this well, Oh, I, mean, I have to say, if I'd have had a foam finger with me, <laughs> <laughs> I'd have just tucked that label in a bit. <laughs> I think it would have been fine. <sighs> no, but it, I, I feel I should... Because... But I then suppose... don't
2: discriminate because she's a civilian. If she was a celebrity, Lady Gaga, you wouldn't feel the need to go up and no, say that. No, but
1: you'd know that that was deliberate. And also, she's got her people before she goes out. <laughs> <Her> <laughs> she says, does my bomb look big in this? And they say, no, no, Gaga, you look absolutely <laughs> beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt if this woman had such cronies at her fingertips. <laughs> well, I, I I, I just hope she didn't have, you know, sniggering at work and, and all that sort of thing going on maybe uh, I, should I so have told, hope she did I should have t- <laughs> I should have stopped a woman and said can you tell that woman that she's got a see-through skirt on Yeah, good luck with that it the yeah. great then if she went there, but it isn't see-through and it just turned out you had some <laughs> magical ability <laughs> oh, for so one I day devel- only I developed X-ray vision <gasps> oh, oh, oh no and can you tell her she's got a cyst on her left over <laughs>
0: You're listening to the Frank Skinner podcast from Absolute Radio Want your Frank fix a little sooner? Listen live every Saturday from 8am on Absolute Radio Across the UK on digital radio, mobile apps And in London and the South East on 105.8 FM Absolute Radio
1: We've had a text from 449 who says Ree Miley, what about the tongue? What do you think she was trying to achieve with that? I don't know if you saw when she was doing the uh, the twerking. Well, I've only she, seen stills. I haven't actually seen Have you not yet. watched it? Yeah, it didn't, she, seem, it didn't seem proper She's, for a man at my age to um, even watch it. It's a thing she does should, quite a lot. You've only seen the gif. Uh, yeah, I have. It's one of her <laughs> trademarks. She sticks her tongue out and she'll often do a sort of peace sign. As well, so she did it several times. She sticks this sticks the tongue out at a sort of jaunty angle, mm. and I think it's meant to look either cute or sexy. Mm. And what it, it's the face that a, a baby pulls when you feed it a grapefruit for the first time. That's the face um, she is. I've fed a baby a grapefruit. Is that a, you don't even a, a baby. Baby. <laughs> Whose baby did you <laughs> feed it to? I just I just got down, down train station, <laughs> but it looks like with the tongue sticking out and the piece on it, it looks like she was rail, raised by a pack of wild emoticons. It's, oh. It sort of doesn't, it's... Or indeed Billy Ray Cyrus. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: I love Billy Ray.
1: I loved Aiky <laughs> Breaky Heart. That was one I of his, wasn't it? hair?
2: Best hair ever. I don't
1: remember his hair. hair? Rob, Robin, um, Robin... Can I tell
2: you what his hair, Frank? It oh, was business on. On. at the front, party at the back. Oh, was it? <laughs> yes. Of
1: course it was, I remember it now. Yeah, yes. it was a proper moulay. Mm. His his son, actually, looks... He's got a son who's a, a bit of a metaler called Trace Cyrus. Oh, he'd be nice bit, for a me. Of, a bit of a letdown. I thought he'd have gone for the two names. Yeah, I was disappointed that he didn't. But he, Trace Cyrus, if you, look, if, you, if you look at pictures of him, he looks like Christian O'Connell. He looks like the spitting image of Christian O'Connell, but if the OC had dressed up as Marilyn Manson. <laughs> oh. It's, it, to the point to the, I looked at him, I thought, has, is this like the absolute radio Christmas party? Oh, that's <laughs> a him that's that's out. Trace... I went to school with a girl called Trace. Won't be her. <laughs> <laughs> um, I Are you sure. I saw Robin Thick, who she was dancing with. What do you make of this character, Frank? I've got to be straight with you now, and this is a very old man thing to say. I'd never heard of him before. Okay. <laughs> who is Robin Thick? Well, he had a big, one big song, blur- okay. blurred lines. Right. Which mm. um, is one of the more hateful songs we have ever been released. <laughs> okay. <laughs> It's, hateful, it's, so, it's deeply towards misogynistic. Lady. It's, a, it's an uncomfortably woman-hating well, Did, you, did you see... Did you see... With did Leda you Kennedy, see with Ludo? Did you see um, the the thing about him and the student in the paper this week?
2: But Robin Thicke.
1: Robin Thicke.
2: I love that you've got all the Robin Thicke
1: gossip. Well, now, of course, I've thought, um, oh, who know. is Robin Thicke? And I've gone and... You've got Thicke
2: alerts on your phone.
1: <laughs> yes, <laughs> I have. And um, I looked at Robin Thicke and... Uh, there's a fantastic, I have to say, it's a fantastic picture. It's a picture, I've got many, many pictures with yeah. me, sort of with grinning, smiling people. You know, people say, can I have my photo I took with you? And you have your photo I took with them. Yeah. And it's one of those. It's in with this young female student. But they're standing in front of a mirror. Hi. And Hi. in the mirror, you can see that his hand is quite clearly in an untoward place. <laughs> Which they then, oh. they then tweeted, apparently. The person who took it tweeted it to his wife. Wow. Old Mar Thicke, as I think she's named. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I should imagine there's been ructions. Did you not see this? It no. was I mean, it was the most caught, well, I won't say red I'm going to have a look at this. Yeah. But, uh, no, it was... That's Twitter for you. All the old ways are dying out. <laughs> <laughs>
0: this is Frank Skinner of Snow
1: now, in the uh, while that fine song was playing, Frank, I've looked up the uh, photo of Robin Thicke that you were referring to. It'll serve you right if they're playing this on Absolute Eighties. And that was Whitney Houston doing <laughs> "I Would Always Love You." It's uh, whatever, whatever that song was you were just playing. <laughs> yes, um, it, it's an astonishing. That's one of the more remarkable photos I've ever seen. What the Robin? It, the Thicke Robin first. Thicke. He is, you haven't seen this. I've I not I seen I couldn't this. Couldn't
2: believe it. He, he is see, well I and truly busted. I can't it's, believe. That I'm getting all my thick updates from <laughs> Frank now.
1: That's how it is with me. The thick of it. That's the name of my new, that's uh, your new uh, blog. I organization. I, I, I actually A wonder. Organization if... <laughs> devoted
2: entirely to Robin Thick. called exactly. the thick of it.
1: <laughs> I like the way Robin Thick, as like his surname seems to fit the. You know, it's like yeah. Billy Fury. And what well, did and, it, Because yeah. Miley Cyrus is quite skinny. Did he? Anyone go with thick and thin, in the coverage of their little Not dance. I know of. I wouldn't say she was skinny. I say she was gamine.
2: Mm. That okay. photo is... It's, well, it's, it's repulsive, amazing. actually. I think
1: that c- the girl he's groping might be the one who you nearly told was wearing a see-through dress. Well, earlier. in case you don't know, that Robin Thicke, is, um, he's having a photo and he's he's taken the opportunity. He's an opportunist. <laughs> it, it, he's grabbed yeah. this young <laughs> woman's it's, bottom. It, it's an open goal. And there's an enormous it, mirror behind them and the whole thing is exposed. And his wife but must it's have been so, absolutely furious. It's so How? outrageous. It's like if, it, she should be saying "Got to of Gear. Oh. He, yeah. Yes. Yes.
2: May I ask a it's question? Likely. Frank, if yes? you were caught in that scenario, not that you would be now, because yes. you're in a lovely long-term relationship, but at a point in the past, had you been caught with your hand in the cookie jar, yes. how would you have explained away that?
1: I'd have said that it was one of those um, timer cameras <laughs> and that the, the <laughs> shutter operator was <laughs> fitting, <laughs> fitted to an internal harness. <laughs>
2: that <she was> wearing.
1: <laughs> I think that would have been reasonable.
2: Oh, dear.
1: Um it's a remarkable we've on, on no he's got no, there's no comment. there's no excuse yeah no. It's, uh, he's just rude it's odd that <laughs> having seen he's that photo he's been identified uh, as rude his dancing <laughs> with Miley is now less offensive oh That's he's dancing the... with Miley now it looks like um, when um, yeah, you get old, people. It's like, <laughs> it's like he could say <laughs> to his wife she was only twerking it
2: excuse me yeah. can I speak up in defence of and you can put this in your Thick of It blog okay and smoke it I'd like to speak up in defence of Robin Thick, okay The guy's about 36... 44, but anyway. About 36, (laughs) suddenly he's got famous. How cruel is that? He's got the wife, he's got the children. I know how it happens. And he can't fill his
1: boots. Yes. Let the guy have a grope. Look, I know what you're saying.
2: (laughs) Is it going to kill you?
1: Yes. (laughs) And I would say, let he who is without sin cast the first stone. Yeah. What
2: about that? Yeah. Let he who is without sin don't knock on my
1: door. (laughs) Frank,
2: we've had a text from John... No, actually, it's from Chesney. He says it's a very uh,
1: fine line. They're <laughs> often confused.
2: <laughs> Hitler used to have sugar in his wine.
1: Yeah, I have I sugar in his wine. Yeah. Oh, back to the sugar debate. You know, you know, the more I hear about this, Hitler Boki has like a right old weirdo. <laughs> yeah, I thought I've always thought that Hitler was a tea did you? No, it turns out he's a he's a bit of he likes a glass of wine with a meal. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but fine, in the bunker.
2: A lot of time on his hands in the bunker. Oh no, that's no, why the, tell the me combination of the it. sugar and the alcohol. Suite.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Steve. <laughs> the combination of the sugar and the alcohol. That maybe that explains why like, it's kind of I was was I wasted last night did I invade the Sudetenland? land? <laughs> well I seem to remember that we used to put um sugar in of uh, beer and stuff and it used to explode into massive um frothiness. Oh. Oh God, we made our own entertainment in them days. (laughs) We've just had an email, Frank, uh, from Sarah uh, who says, a small correction for Frank. Twice now he has said, for our readers, it's very hard Mm -hmm. to read the radio as opposed to listening to it, double exclamation mark, ha ha. Well that's a fair point, Sarah, but um, how can I put this? I, I, I always call our listeners our readers because they're sort of more erudite, brighter, sharper and funnier than your average radio listener. Um, but you're right to pick me up on it sort of in the abstract but in the specific that, that's just a, it's, it's, it's a, a little in of it, joke. You know. but I just love the fact that you've joined in Sarah. I do I don't nice. think that I think any less of you for it we've also had an email I regard from- you can I say that was one of my readers <laughs> yeah there can be no high praise <laughs> we've had an email from Ian which says- our student regards Robin Thick as one of her readers <laughs> <laughs> and Braille <She> Ian has emailed, hi Frank and team, thank you for drawing my attention to Miley Cyrus and her twerking. I was completely unaware of both of these phenomenons, uh, so I checked it out on YouTube. I was hoping you had some tips on unlearning something, yes. because I could have happily uh, gone through my life not knowing this.
0: That's uh, from Ian,
1: aged 39 and three quarters. I don't know if Ian's completely embraced my uh, moral horror at this. He seems to me that he's warm to it. <laughs> Wait, as I say, she's a very beautiful woman, and I do like her shoes.
2: Yes, well, they're a bit of a brothel creeper, and you yeah, like that. I
1: think they're a bit um, amateur cricket umpire shoes. Yes, <laughs> they are, which you don't often well, see in the. Hollywood. The inventor of the amateur cricket umpire shoe has said he feels she's degraded it. As a and I like a, this, is, this is what I've become now. I, I really like a haircut. Yeah, <laughs> I love a shaved side on a woman's hair. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Just the little... The, what would you call that? It's
2: called it a buzz cut, darling. A buzz yeah, cut. it's so
1: that they look like they've just come back from the Somme. If your son had a, a buzz cut, would that be if he went full Robert De Niro in Taxi Driver? That would be a buzz cut and a half. Mm. Buzz cut squared. Yeah.
2: <laughs> Can we well, stop talking about this? He's got a lot of updates to do on the uh, Thick of It website. Yeah. <laughs> he has to
1: do that whilst he does the show. I don't know. I, I, I'm going to see if I can become a, a bit of an expert on Robin Thick without <laughs> hearing any of his music. <laughs> <laughs> Have you, If you've not seen the video, two blurred lines is one of the more depressing things. Well, you put me off it now. He sounds like some, like some sort of, if I may use the word, filthy creep. <laughs> <laughs>
2: 962, sugar mm. in German wine. It must be so sweet it would be like Wonka's Chocolate
1: River. Wonka's chocolate. Oh, rib. You yeah. know, I've never seen um, Willy Walker and the Chocolate Family. Have you not? Oh, right don't, right?
2: don't bother. It, chocolate well, yeah. Family.
1: <laughs> God, that was some terrible Freudian slip. I'm going to hand myself into the police immediately. <laughs> <laughs> this is
0: Frank Skinner, Absolute
1: Radio. We've got a text from 962 Frank, who says, "Hi, Scooby and the Gang. Mm. Has Frank ever been in a film?" Well, I've been in um, a short film and a long film. I was in a short film called Sugar with um, Philip Schofield, Stephen Fry and some other people.
2: Oh, I like that cocktail.
1: And then I was in a long film, like a proper feature film. With um, It was directed by Ben Miller and my, and my dentist was involved. In the right,
2: Lovely. I've been in S.O.S. Titanic really? uh, with Helen Mirren. Oh. Uh, Memoirs of a Survivor with uh, Julie Christie.
1: Smashing! Mm-hmm. I kissed her once on you know your New Year's Eve kiss when 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 they it goes midnight and everyone goes round. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I kissed Julie Christie and shook hands with um, Alan Bates, who of course played uh, Gabriel Oak to her uh, Bathsheba Everdeen in Far From the Matting Crowd.
2: Yeah. But regular absolute listeners know that anyway. Do you think
1: there's anyone listening? <laughs> no. So you, you were in a short film called Sugar. I so was. There's, there's a fella in Ennis Gillen who watches that six times every morning.
2: <laughs> Have you been You've in a film,
1: Steve? I've never. I've appeared on some dodgy bits of CCTV in Bordwood oh, High Street, a while. but they were wild yeah, You know what yeah. it's,
2: it's time for now? Um, all my other work,
1: you can look at IMDb. Um, <laughs> I think I haven't done this for a while. Go on, Frank. <laughs> Corner. I went off it for a while, but now I've kind of got back into it. I sensed it's, you went off there. It. Yeah, it's got a nice that felt stronger. Yeah, it did. The whole thing. I just saw. Oh, I'm getting a bit bored of this, and then yeah, I did. I you know, I had a couple of weeks off. Yeah. That's all you need you in life. You, like you missed a guitar. It's like Catherine Zeta-Jones and Michael Douglas have a little oh. bit of time off and see if the, if the <laughs> lights still flickering.
2: Oh, do you think they'll get back together? No. <laughs> <laughs>
1: But, you know, I'm just giving... That was a fur example.
2: I was going to use that window. When I say a fur example. Imagine I went out with Michael Douglas. Imagine he was waiting for me outside here. Imagine if
1: I went out with Catherine (laughs) Zeta-Jones.
2: Well, let's let's deal in more likely scenarios. (laughs) Yeah. Um, He's gettable. He went out with Martin McCutcheon. He's
1: gettable. Did he go out with Martin McCutcheon? Yeah. Yeah. Michael Douglas, yeah. Um, Anyway. Really? He did what this email. He, he'll do anything <laughs> for a anything for a cop price probiotic. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I didn't know you went out with Martin McCoy. dated briefly. Well oh, I can see why I know look, look, very pinchable cheeks he's got. You know when oh, you all right, were, Robin Thick. No, I mean on her face. You know when you <laughs> when you affectionately pinch someone's cheeks, she's got lovely little yeah. round when she smiles, lovely little round cheeks there.
2: And I believe she went out with um simply red the gentleman. Did She went out mm. with him as well. What's Mick Hucknell
1: and That's Michael c- Douglas.
2: Yeah.
1: Okay. Wow, they are notches. <laughs> yeah, they are. <laughs>
2: Nothing in common, though. Although and the they love the
1: nachos. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Ed Sheeran is essentially. Uh,
2: what do you make of that character? That.
1: He's, he's the bloke from Simply Red, isn't he? Is Basically. He? They look very, very simple.
2: Well, they've just got red hair.
1: No, there's more to it than that. What is there I'm then? a big no. fan of red hair in all its manifestations, oh. but now they've got that sort of. Um, Look, look, they're dried out. Their faces have been dried out so that they could be stored for a long period. They're on a long voyage of some oh, kind. They got that Bombay car. Dark. Yeah, I'm going to have to uh, play some music here. Uh, we're in email corner, but we haven't actually read out any emails. <laughs> I'm just having a walk about. You know, sometimes just like a bit of a potter at home. <laughs> mm. I, I felt a Grace and Perry joke coming on, but I didn't do
0: it. You're listening to Frank Skinner's podcast from Absolute Radio.
2: We were going to go into email corner. We're, and we're we got, already there. Oh, OK. All right, we've got a bit led astray by smell, Michael Douglas. I you smell
1: the fine spices. Mm. Yeah, oh, Michael Douglas. thought that was Bob. How's <laughs> he going to get on, single? Probably <laughs> I mean, very well, I He's imagine. not a man who's <laughs> Well, he's not going to be
2: single, because we've already established he's going to be quite all right.
1: He's, Because um, I'm going to date him. I can't see <laughs> him doing his own cooking, though, can you? Why, well, if you're not...
2: You're Michael Douglas?
1: Yeah.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we'll get a dishwasher, we'll get a housekeeper. He's okay. going to be turned up at Absolute Radio.
1: He's well again now. Either isn't he?
2: him or it's going to be Rupert Murdoch as yeah. the one I'm going to date. He's fully recovered.
1: He's see, that's I think that's fresh it. off behind the con- candelabra. I think he's, um, he, you yeah, know, he was great. very poorly yeah. and he's got better. and Now it's, it's all about new beginnings. And I'm afraid see C Z J is one of the old, <laughs> the old ends uh, that needed tying up. <laughs> okay. okay, I bet he'll be after Miley. Well, he needs to find if he's gone. Kind of people who were in British soap operas and so on. Who, who's the late? Who's in? Be after Cat, Cat Slater or someone like that's that. That's true, actually. If he's no, gone, if he's it's gone, it's, got yeah. Martin McCutcheon and... Uh, well, that's
2: what I'm saying. It's not Alan. Flanagan. <laughs> yeah, no, she seems troubled, doesn't she?
1: No, no, she'd be all right. With that. I think he'd be a steady in hand.
2: Okay. Um, Okay, this is from Michael Robbins. This what, first Michael email.
1: Robbins, who played Arthur in On the Buses. No, but very good reference. OK. <laughs> he says, "Hi,
2: Franken oh, gang." Do
1: me a favour, Olive.
2: <laughs> oh, seventies oh, impressionist show there. <laughs> You've got all your Prince Charles and Margaret Thatcher
1: as well. <laughs>
2: Hi, Franken gang. I manage an army surplus store in Wolverhampton. In Wolverhampton,
1: call. <laughs> <laughs> How can I? Um, I'm surprised with the lack of funding. To the forces. So there, there's such a thing there as an army surplus. <laughs> I thought there might be an army deficit store. Yeah. <laughs> where a nice people, coat there. People take their 90s uh, camouflage vests <laughs> and pants, <laughs> take them in. So old they can old be manic distributed. street fans <laughs> Exactly. they hand me Redistributed this to the boys. particular army surplus store is called Commandos. I know what he doesn't sell. <laughs>
2: <laughs> <laughs> the other day I had a guy come in and after about a minute, he shouts over to me. He's going present tense. Yeah. Where do you keep the taser guns? Which isn't an unusual question in our type of shop. No. I promptly told him, we don't stop them, mate. They're illegal. Which was greeted by a very surprised, really? I then added to his already confused state by telling him that only a couple of weeks ago somebody was shot dead by one. What? Which was greeted by a louder and now higher pitched, really? <laughs> I concluded by telling him that they weren't for civilian use and were for police issue only. It was the expression of total disbelief that made me think we were possibly talking about different things. Unfortunately, I'd misheard him. He'd actually asked about the tater guns, spud guns, which oh. we do in red and blue, all in stock at the moment.
1: Oh, lovely to know that. If you're mm. in Wolverhampton, you're after, a, t- you're a, tater after gun. a tater gun. I haven't thought about tater guns for years.
2: I don't know what they are.
1: But what you do is you... But you stick them in the potato. When you pull it out, you've got a bit of like broken off potato Why? in the spout. Then you can fire it through a jet Why would air. you do that? Huh? Because see, <laughs> uh, so you're, be... you're just anti because it involves carbohydrates. <laughs> <laughs> but <laughs> it's actually quite a good. It's Very a good popular laugh. movie series, Starchy Harry, <laughs> in <laughs> the seventies. <'70s.
2: laughs>
1: Lovely. <laughs> Excellent work. Now they're they're um, they're great. I might get one.
0: absolute, absolute, absolute radio. Frank Skinner.
1: Absolute Radio Who am I again? Yeah, This is, uh, this is Frank Skinner I didn't actually had a moment then where I couldn't remember my own name <laughs> This is Frank Skinner on Absolute Radio with Emily Dean and Steve Hall You can tweet us on at Frank on the radio or email us through the Absolute website I know I say this every hour but that's because I have to say it every hour
2: <laughs> yeah.
1: And uh, hey presto people have been emailing as well
2: Oh, good! You should pay Presto, I'm <laughs> the works. editor of the Dandy. I think
1: this social media thing is here to stay. Well, we'll see. We've had an email from I, him. I doubt if Robin Thick is saying that this morning. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: I think you should ring him,
1: Bob Thick. I call him Bob Thick.
2: <laughs> what about Paul Mulligan? Has just texted us, Frank. Mm. He says Martin McCutcheon also dated Jack Nicholson. She must like the older man.
1: She's, I mean, great, though. What what, what a roll call. To get a couple of glasses of rosé, Dan Martin, and talk about the old days. <laughs> <laughs> I, bet she's, I bet she's got some stories, isn't she? Michael Douglas, Jack Nicholson.
2: Lovely. Who uh, else? Well, don't, don't forget old uh, Hucknall in that triumvirate. <laughs> oh,
1: yeah, she did Hucknall as well, yeah. yeah. She I certainly think that, is that holding back so the years. So definitely at best. <laughs> <laughs> well, maybe yeah. she can go for Ed Sheeran and collect collect the ginger set. I don't have gingerism on this show. Can I say that? I'm I'm very part. That's no gingerism. No, that's I'm office. married. I'm married to a ginger. Oh. Well, then let's not go over the top. <laughs> <laughs> uh, me thinks he does protest too much. Okay, what about we're still in email? <laughs> we are in email. Sure. we are. We've had an email from Emma. Who says, uh, Dear Frank, Emily, and a Bit Awkward Alan, uh, apologies for being a bit behind. I've just listened to the podcast of the show where you discuss mispronunciation of words. My partner David has some strange ways of saying things, frustrating yet amusing me at the same time. Firstly, his pronunciation of hay fever. Everyone else I've ever met it says hay fever. David, however, has gone his own way and pronounced it hay fever, putting all the emphasis on fee in fever. Hay fever. Oh. She mm. then goes on to make a knight's nice move on, on the What a Peggy Lee cockerel. character.
2: Hay fever. It's hey got f- a bit of. Yeah. There's an
1: element of Hay fever Espana. <laughs> <laughs> I might sound like I've got this strange brand. It's Hay fever Espana. I might try <laughs> that. It's a sort of uh, one of my dad jokes. Oh. Okay, carry on with Emma. Is she done? Yeah. Well, she, uh, she makes a knight's nice move on you. She says. What uh, she? No. Uh, Did what? what? She says a dame's move. Uh, she, says, uh, she lives in Trentham, ho- home of the Trentham Monkey Forest. Oh. She about- knows the way to my heart. Yeah, and, uh, you see, he made you, apparently on an old podcast. Uh, a fellow reader emailed to say there was a monkey there who looked very much like you. To uh, be fair, I had bright red buttocks at the time. Yeah. <laughs> I've just been well, you on. You've just met, away from you just Robin, met Thicke. Robin Thicke. Oh, no, I've been on. I've been to an S <laughs> <S&M> summer school. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they've cooled somewhat since. But no, I'd lo- I would. Uh, I I'd love. I've been to a Monkey World in in I Wool, hate, in Dawson. Hated
2: it when you went to that summer school. It was awful.
1: No, no, it was. Uh, it's, it seemed like a good idea, but it did smart.
2: You were like a ghost of a man when you came back mm. from that.
1: No pain, no gain. Mm. That's what my T-shirt said. <laughs> no, so where is this monkey um, habitation? Wow. Think, is it somewhere in Devon? I don't. Think Emma says, to...
2: if he ever fancies a visit to find said monkey, then mm. let me know.
1: That could take some tracking down. I believe they're sort of virtually in the wild, aren't they? Yeah. They're not um, manacled in individual booths. That would be a hell of a moment, as the two of you, oh. as your eyes locked. Oh, well, I have had this moment, a monkey world. With a, a, a monkey came to the... It, it was one of the ones that had just got back from being um, the slave of a Spanish um, entertainer. Oh, yeah. Still, like, you can see the cigarette beans had burnt on its arms. Oh. They're treated quite awfully. Yeah, And whether it had hay fever or (laughs) (laughs) Spaniard, but it was crying. (laughs) But it came to the glass and it looked at me and I looked at him for ages. Mm -hmm. Till people were saying, look at that monkey with that man. (laughs) (laughs) And I did feel that maybe we'd bonded on some sort of primeval level. Maybe you had some see-through trousers on and the monkey was trying to find a way to politely... uh,
0: I indicated. did have see
1: through trousers on that day. They seem to be all right in Dorset. <laughs> you know, why they're in central London, they, 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 they seem a bit uh, pushy.
0: Frank? Frank Skinner
1: on Absolute Radio.
0: Absolute Radio.
1: We're still in Email Corner. Can you believe it? We are. And we've had. We abide us. <laughs>
2: we've had another missive in about pronunciation. Okay. It's not just Emma from, is it Trenton? This email is from Stuart. He says, dearest all, over the last several weeks, I've noticed a lot of discussion on the show about pronunciation. Mm. This pedant has a simple message for all the other pedants out there. Pronounce pronunciation right. It's pronunciation. Get it right. That is all, Stuart. P.S. Love you all.
1: What? What? What's the alternative, then? What else do pronunciation. People, say? Say pronunciation. Oh, people say? Pronunciation. People say pronunciation. I haven't picked up on that. Thanks for spotting that, Stuart. Yeah. You're right, it's unacceptable. <laughs> so that's quite a strong denunciation he's put in there. So this oh. is an author. Uh, grammar. <laughs> we love you. Well, it's it's gra- all under the same. <laughs> I, I was looking yeah. at his sentence, pronounce pronunciation right, and I don't know whether that should you be pronounced pronunciation correctly. Uh, You've just said it wrong.
2: Uh, <laughs> wrong. You've said it wrong.
1: I'm saying it deliberately wrong to annoy him. No, you're not. <laughs> No, you're not, Steve. Mm. I like on. to call the fe- it's the Feast of the Annunciation. <laughs> <laughs>
2: the what Catholics about then.
1: What about Jejune? What about if Je-June? I may say. Oh, yeah. Jejune is not that time that Gareth Gates, studying for Terry Scott and Terry and Jura. <laughs>
2: <laughs> you know, I like Je-Ju- the
1: word Jejune. Jejune, yeah, but meaning, yeah. Um, sort of you Sort know, of innocent youth, yeah, yeah, sort of immature. Naive, naive Sort of naive from the halfway line. <laughs> <laughs> um, but a lot of people say Jejune. As oh, yes. it's a French? Well, he's very, he's very <laughs> I've never known how... That's a word I've never known how to pronounce. It's jejun, It's from the Latin. Oh, I love that you Absolute that. radio. No, here yeah. Because of my <laughs> Semitic... Grammical. If I hear some, so, someone say that with my Semitic heritage, I get a bit jumpy. Oh, I see.
2: Yeah. You yes, play that up uh, quite a lot, though, oh, you? Yeah,
1: you do. Yeah, yeah. When, it, when it suits you. <laughs> <quite> <laughs> I'm Otherwise... A, I'm an armchair Semitic. <laughs> <laughs> oh, OK. Other one is... Um, Disinterested and uninterested Oh,
2: I can't abide it when people I mean, get that come wrong come on,
1: get it right Yeah, We've had a text from 280 who, who said that he once dumped a girl Because instead of saying mandatory, she said mandatory Ah, uh-huh. is uh, that the American um, version? I think that's the way the Americans would say it, yeah What I'm about s- if she was an American girl?
2: Ah, yeah. sorry, 630 is also just texted Re-see-through trousers Oh, yes I love a text that begins that way <laughs> well, who doesn't? This is from a gentleman <laughs> I have a pair of trousers my wife discovered were see-through when I wore contrasting coloured undercrackers. Mm. However, I recently discovered a cost-effective solution to this problem. Simply purchase a pair of ladies' nude tights, cut off the leg sections. Hey, Presto, you have a pair of invisible pants. That's from Douglas.
1: Yes, and can you imagine how carefully you cross (laughs) the road in that (laughs) (laughs) You don't want to be... When when the nurse is saying, right, we'll just get these... Oh... (laughs) <laughs> don't want to be
0: there for that. The Frank Skinner Show. Listen live every Saturday morning from eight on Absolute Radio.
1: Now we've got a text, Frank, uh, from one hundred who has corrected me. Uh, one no. hundred. Uh, they said uh, Trentham is not pronounced Trentham; it's pronounced Trentham. Silent H, and it's actually in Stoke-on-Trent, not Devon, as I incorrectly well, guess. It's not much in it. <laughs> So okay. and that's that's because I, that I morti- when I make a mistake like that on air, I yeah. like to hold my hands up. But but I am to use Emily's phrase, mortificado. Yeah, there's mm-hmm. no point in holding your hands up on air. You do know that. <laughs>
0: yeah. and so I've
1: been wondering why it's not been <laughs> That's why it's not being acknowledged. <laughs> uh, and if, I've been thinking about because there are things that drive me insane, little mm. things where, where I react disproportionately. And I've had one such incident this week, mm. where uh, I was bidding on an online auction site Lovely. Uh, for uh, for a pair of shoes. Now, I have to I have to make it because I know when I know when the cockerel first joined oh this me, station. What? I was bidding <laughs> for you shoes, is kicking in, isn't it? <laughs> Who's a celebrity shoe? No, no, it we're... wasn't Gandhi's uh, sandals. <laughs> his Gandhi's ga- his, sandals they, were yeah, for sale. yeah, exactly. Yeah, they weren't. No, they were. They weren't. They it's it's, a, it's a, a limited edition trainer. Uh, that uh, I don't care. has long since, long it's an since old disappeared. Cause I, I have to be tricked because I know when the cockerel first joined this show, he was oh. fishing quite a lot for uh, on air for yes. for shoes. Yeah, we had to we had to slap that Yeah, it? So so I don't want to. These these are they were they were on sale seven years ago, and I missed them first time around But were they, does that mean someone has worn them? Yes, someone has worn them. Yes. Well, ah. uh, well, this is that, but that's not... Oh. So, so the very act of bidding on it was pathetic. And then I lost, I bid but, 60 quid. But what about trench foot? Did that, does that not <laughs> work? Uh, excuse me,
2: what about athlete's foot? What about verrucas? Yeah. Uh,
1: I, I mean, I, you know, yeah. I don't mind them. I cope with them very well. Okay. So I lost, I lost the auction. I bid 60 pounds plus potential six pounds. six quid postage and packing. What did they go for these They years? went for about 70 Mm. Uh, if you wanted him that much I know, well, that's, that's, kid, but that's, he that's, that's he exactly extra it mile. I have been torturing myself with that exact thought I sulked for three days about missing out on these pair oh, of I? Adidas Muller's. let's say uh, full disclosure Oh, well, they're even named after a German football hero. Oh, yeah. Yes, who looks incredibly like Ron Jeremy in the 70s as well I hadn't seen yeah. pictures of him but th- Thankfully there aren't any pictures of him on the show Happy to say that on absolutely. we don't know who Ron Jeremy <laughs> is <laughs> <laughs> Carry on. But I was I was shocked at how upset. So three days later, I'm still sulking, and my wife had to have a word with me and say you are aware you're sulking about a pair of shoes that someone else had worn and didn't want. And you said, oh asked you, Ginger? <laughs> <laughs> it's, a bit, it's still in a terrible mood. Have you bugged off that? <laughs> so oh, I was intrigued. Th- I see, I think of you as a very mild man. Well, That's, the, that's the thing, I am a mild man janitor in every respect. Yeah. Uh, uh, so I'm intrigued, is there anything... No,
2: everyone's got a side. That's
1: the thing, what, what's your trigger? That's what I'm interested in. My, Happy, mine is you? pathetic, it's losing shoes on, on auction sites. Yeah. I don't well, like people getting in my way. Oh, I don't. You I know don't. when you're walking down the street <laughs> and someone... You get those people who can't walk in a straight line. I don't mean uh, th- because they've got a disability. they just... They're not sure where they want to go on their They've just got enough movement yeah. for you're not able to get around. in tell like. Right. No, mine
2: is... OK, I'm impatient. That's my tragic Shakespearean flaw. <laughs> so if I'm on the bus... Let's say it does happen sometimes, right? Yes. And then someone comes in um, with one of those Oyster cards and they take forever... And then the bus driver's kind and lets them off. You know, the compassionate bus driver says, yeah. oh, yeah, it's fine. I actually, I go, come on.
1: <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like Paxman, come on. Yeah, I walk behind. I walk really, really close to people who are walking slowly. In, in that sort of, oh. As <laughs> <laughs> if you might like just ca- catch the back of their heel. Yeah, just get out of my way. I don't mind them walking slow, but get out of my way. <laughs> yeah. I think that's fair enough. Well, I'm intrigued. If the, if, if, the, if the readers have any small things they lose their minds over,
0: I'm keen yeah. to hear.
1: Well, I've just done a TV... Well, I'm doing a TV thing currently on Saturday nights, mm. and uh, it's a sort of game show. So it's my team versus Mickey Flanagan's team. Mm. And at one point, the commissioning editor for the show had to come in my dressing room and say, Frank, come on, calm down. It's just a game. I completely <laughs> lost it. Gabby Logan said she was amazed at how competitive... I was. And her dad oh, should I... have called me. He was a midfielder <laughs> for Leeds United.
0: <laughs> this is Frank Skinner,
2: Absolute Radio. Oh, overwhelming smell of toast in Absolute Radio this morning.
1: Well, that's that time of the day, isn't it? Okay. We've yes. had a text from Gabby. Says, uh, Not uh, Logan. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Uh, her trigger is people who get on busy trains with massive rucksacks or the ones who have double buggies and force their way onto crowded carriages in rush hour. I have to say, um, anyone who's got a double buggy, that means yeah. they've got twins. Yes. I oh. think those people should. There should be little avenues formed with people applauding down either side <laughs> wherever yeah. they go. Because that is just. I just think that's unbelievable. Anyone can actually do that, the raising of twins. I don't I, I've talked about uh, backpack awareness before on this show. That people just don't know it's there. It's like it's like it being with a big tortoise <laughs> turning round and. Why oh, do you say that
2: about me and Michael <clears throat> Douglas? <laughs>
1: um,
2: I tell you what I find, Frank, in a shop. Oh, they take so long. My time is money. I've told you before on this show. I'm cash rich, time poor. So I mm. need to get out of there quickly. Mm. So I go to buy a simple top in a Spanish high street retailer. Let's say. Mm. The man in the black shirt. He takes so long. I say, come on, come on. <laughs> I say, I don't, don't worry about the hanger. I don't want the hanger. There they are. There's a the card. Hand the card over. Sometimes when he's taking the tag, I go, don't bother about the tag. Don't fold it. I have a lot of instructions.
1: Well, they're very cool, aren't they, those people? Yeah. And I think it's hard for them to move in a jerky fashion. <laughs> <laughs> no, I was wanting Tommy figure. Is it figure or Hilfiger? Uh, f- figure. Or is it Spongefinger? <laughs> Tommy Sponge, Spon- SpongeBob Hill. Is it figure. Hill Figure? Yeah, it is. So I was in Tommy Hill Figure, and I was looking at a sheepskin coat. I quite liked, and I, I, I sort of... extraordinary <laughs> <wrote>, yeah, extraordinary <laughs> moment in your oh, life. Malcolm, I, Malcolm I, Allison kind of tribute. Yeah, I tugged it slightly, and uh, the alarm went off. And the three people that work in there were all three really well dressed, really good looking young black guys. Oh yeah. It took the alarm went off. It took them about seven or eight minutes to get to <laughs> me because they can't they can't rush those sort of people no. they're, they're too cool no. so they were trapped in their own coolness <laughs> and I think it's the same with those guys in, in post fashion shops you you know, it's sort of, Madam, must wait uh, <laughs> one moment. And then I choke in it. Talking about th- uh, small things that make people lose it. Yeah. Uh, BMXer Punk has tweeted <laughs> to say, uh, people who get butter in the jam and toast crumbs in the butter. I do that. I must admit, I do, do you? that. Do yeah. oh. Sam um, Miller... Sorry, BMXer Punk. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Sam Miller... Uh, Dislikes people who step into the middle of the road to see if the bus is on its way, like the view from the bus stop is not enough.
1: <laughs> if, I haven't seen anyone do that for ages, but I, I find it slightly admirable. Yeah, I like it. it. It's got a sort of um, Comanche scout. <laughs> yeah. like they Sometimes they walk the up the half
2: of the road. They walk up the pavement, so they're ahead in what the about, knowledge.
1: What about that terrible moment you get? I don't know if you get this in small villages, if you're listening anymore, but in, in, in the cities, you get the bus stop... like maybe 20 feet from the from the bus stop mm. you know, the bus actually stops and you think is he going to come right uh-huh. off or is he going to wait there if I just yeah. stand at the bus stop will he go off and you start to move forward and they won't let you on. oh oh, oh. oh. So, <laughs> Sandy this is a a mixture of things that make her lose it and pronunciation she, she says that uh, she hates it when people instead of saying Penelope they say Penny Lope no so I've never heard of that as a thing <laughs> no I think that's one person that Sandy knows. <laughs> yeah. I now, I've never heard that, but um, I'm not sure. I'm not what quibbling. about this, Frank?
2: 589, Rob Murphy. Hi, Frank and gang. My pet hate is when you're stood in a queue and someone invades your personal space by standing very close behind you, as though they're somehow going to get to the head of the queue faster this way. The sensation of someone's breath on the back of your neck, or them <laughs> sniffing or breathing at such close proximity makes my blood boil.
1: Yeah, He's going to go say, postal. Yeah, Takes me I imagine he doesn't go through customs <laughs> very often. I like it when they don't, or I hate it when they don't move forward. You know when there's the person in front of you, and the rest oh, of the queue moves forward, that. They're, they're looking around, they haven't noticed. They you involved, think someone yeah. else is going to come in <laughs> if you don't move quickly? That
2: never happens, because I adopt my Paxman. Come on!
1: <laughs> and also, what about these mysterious attachments you get on emails? You get your attachment yeah. on an email, then there's another attachment, you click on that, it's just like a tiny logo. Yeah. <laughs> What's that for? That's got a tiny logo oh. on a special attachment. <laughs> Daisy producer sure. sends those sometimes. Does she? Yeah. yeah, why? Why do you send those, Daisy? <laughs> Come on! <laughs> oh, she won't Hold talk. a me closer, sure tiny you won't talk, here eh? <laughs> Speaking of things that are nice people, what about um, Alec Baldwin, the American actor? Yes, he who, is. Um, who smacked a pap. He did. He properly lost it, didn't he? I, didn't I know love if he was him. At a, was he at the Palais de? Pa- he's
2: one of my favourite psychotic human beings.
1: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, how many others? Sort of top ten have you got? I do
2: not update the couple, but he's yeah.
1: lovely. We should we should set the scene if people don't know the story. Uh, the the paparazzi—they basically did the Jurassic Park Velociraptor technique. Where one of them went in to, to distract, annoy him, yes, yeah, and, and so he lost it on that, and the other one got the got the shots. And Alec Baldwin, went, clever girl. And one thing I didn't know about Alec Baldwin is, is that his wife is called Hilaria. Yeah,
0: yeah she's yeah. Kind of, like his
1: parents <laughs> determined she's not going to be a stand-up comedian. <laughs> <laughs> she just could not go into comedy with a name like Hilaria. No but it was i I really I mean I've got you know I, I know that they're human beings the paps but i mm. I do like to see a celebrity really punch it, it was great it was <laughs> uh, he, he still looked good even wearing shorts with very high pulled up white socks oh
2: no yeah. I'd take issue with you over the socks I didn't think, oh, really. didn't think that
1: worked I think I think Baldwin pulls it off most people couldn't but I thought I think the fact that he was punching a pap made it made it okay it, made it okay yeah I, it, oh, you know he punched a pap and I think if you take the death of Princess Diana, they still are us. Yes, absolutely. Mm.
0: This is Frank Skinner. Absolute radio.
1: On the subject of people losing over small things, Ian Cassidy has tweeted to say that he once put his foot through a plasterboard wall and the reason he did that was that he dropped a boiled egg. So that's, uh, that's too much. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> simply too much. <laughs> I wouldn't like to leave this week's um, show without the, our hero of the week
0: being yes. mentioned.
1: This is the man who um, he did one of those. What do they call them? High cost phone line, premium, premium rate. Premium, premium rate. For, he start, he, he got his Pretending own. He's
2: never called premium rate.
1: Right. <laughs> um, what do they call them? Phone line. <laughs> I only call them because they say, "Come on, guys, why don't <laughs> you call me?" I believe what they say. I'm waiting for your call. Yeah, come on, fellas. <laughs> um, so he's, he's got a premium rate um, phone line and companies, when they call him up cold calling, they're paying, like, a lot. He, was
2: one 70 total, a minute. He's a hero. He's an
1: what, absolute He hero. is a hero, but what I don't understand about it, he said he's made 300 quid so far. Why has he told anyone? Yes. Yeah, that's a good point. Surely it? the thing him is to keep quiet and yeah. just rake it. In. Not only are you making money, but you're making it from people who are bothering you. <laughs> it's absolutely perfect. Well, what's great is that he'll, he'll keep them talking. So when they when they phone up and say, "Can I interest you? Have you been sold some PPI insurance?" They'll be expecting to get sworn at, and, yeah. and, and well, he's like, "He'll just be there going, keep going." He's going to be <laughs> saying, "That's <interesting." laughs> Tell me more about PPI. Can I
2: introduce a voice of slightly surprising dissent, perhaps here? He said his reason for doing this was because I need to spend more time watching Coronation Street and they interrupt me. Well, did he say uh, that? Yeah. I would argue that human interaction, perhaps that's, you know, that's to be praised over sitting there what, killing time till <laughs> death watching
1: soaps. Well, to offer an even stranger dissenting <laughs> voice, I once had a job cold calling. I was selling tickets. I was selling tickets. This is just like, it was like for a week. I had to sell tickets for the... Um, for Stephen Sondheim's uh, Sweeney Todd oh. <laughs> at, at the uh, theatre in Stafford. And I had to phone up schools about block bookings and just and just phone staff rooms and hope, hope for the best. And I must say, you get to about three o'clock and you can't make your hand pick the phone <laughs> up. It's so terrible. I phoned bloke. He was a teacher. I, d- I don't know if he was drunk <laughs> I love something. the idea of <laughs> you doing this. But I phoned this bloke up and I said, Hello, um... Oh. I, I wonder if uh, you'd be interested in, in doing a, a block booking for the Stephen Sondheim's excellent all the spiel. And um, this bloke said, uh, what the hell do you want from me? <laughs> and I thought, hold on, it's not, I'm going to have to ransom. What the hell do you want from me? I've just told you. And then I started to explain it in a calm way and he put the phone down. Oh. So it is a, it's, a, it's a tough job. So... Um, I mean, it is funny that he's got a premium yeah. rate line, but a uh, cold calling. Think of the poor devils I yeah, have to yeah. do. Anyway, what the hell do you want from me? <laughs> Could be something I put on a T-shirt. If the good Lord spares us and the creeks don't rise, we'll be back again um, this time next week. And I'll tell you what, Steve, you won't be with us next week. I won't. Week, the cockerel returns. Thank you so much. For thank you here Thank you for having you. me. Thank You've you for been tolerating absolutely me. absolutely brilliant. You can come back any time. Now get out. <laughs>
0: the show on Absolute Radio back Saturday morning from eight. Tune in live for the full Frank experience. Absolute Radio.